This is the Webkins I bought two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. <laughs> so his name is Yeehaw, and he's a howdy horse. Okay. Don't don't talk to me about Webkins if you have a free account. Okay. Don't at me. <laughs> and welcome to the nerdiest podcast where nerds talk about nerdy things i'm one of your hosts mr jackson glass as always and i hate to say it but nick is not here because you know by the time this comes out tears of the kingdom is out this is his most anticipated game and he has not shut up about it for three or four years at this point so i decided let him go into his little cave and play Who's to say if he comes back, I don't know, for the next few weeks at least, maybe forever. This might just be my show at this point. We will have some amazing, very, very special guests. And before I get into that, I need to tell you to follow on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast and subscribe on YouTube at The Nerdiest Podcast because we have amazing original content going on there. It's how you know when new episodes come out. Leave five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening. Had to get that out of the way. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm here with my amazing, amazing guest, first-time podcast host, new amazing friend, good-looking man, if he's watching on video is that hair and i'm also very impressed by his background because when you do podcasts with people and you invite them on and they've never done that you're like oh you're in your bedroom and this background kind of sucks no he looks great he looks great it looks great so this is my amazing friend and co-host for today colin harris colin how are you today i'm doing very well jackson how are you so good you know Tell, you know, your new here, new new friend of the show, if you want to share, like, some of your favorite movies, which you like to do, just a little bit about before we get into our main topic for today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I'm a college student right now, and uh, I've just Ooh. always been a massive nerd, so I feel like I fit right in theme here. Um, this, is my, this is my homeland. Um, great passion for video games and movies and, um, and coffee, too, so kind of yes. basic but uh i could tell you i could tell you anything you ever wanted to know or didn't want to know about star wars or, or marvel or coffee yes. so amazing we the first time well the first thing that i noticed about colin when i first met him was how much he liked movies and i was so drawn to that because there's not many people that you're like oh you you like movies because there's people that like go watch movies but then there's people that's like oh you like movies so that was super interesting and i get to live with colin next year and it's so tender and so fun and it's gonna be great so per tradition the show we have a weekly recap so i actually i haven't seen you in like a week so what have you been up to this week (laughs) (laughs) you know getting home from college it's a big transition um i don't have to get up at you know 6 30 and get ready and go to class every day so that's a blessing um Mm -hmm. and i've been you know been sleeping like 11 to 12 hours a night (laughs) and uh, (laughs) today was the first day that i've woken up before noon uh, in a very long time yeah yeah but I, i did it just for you Thank you so much. That's so kind. I set it's an a- alarm yesterday for, 
All right. Sorry, anyone on the video. I just started the video. That's my bad. Anyway, we're going to keep going. So, yeah, I set an alarm yesterday for 8 a.m. to get work done. I'm taking a summer class and my body said no. And I woke up at 10 a.m. And so schoolwork is not really getting done, but podcast <laughs> is. And I'm happy to be here. As far as my week, I thought it was pretty good. My most, the most, like, I guess noteworthy thing was I moved out and all this stuff. We're, I'm back at home. If you're watching on the video that I just started recording, then I'm here at home. I'm working on the room. It's kind of a disaster. I set up the little couch with my Live, Laugh, Love pillows, <laughs> and it will get there. If you looked over here, you would see the disaster that is my floor because it has all the stuff that was on the couch and now it's on the floor. And this part looks great, but that part does not. So we're not going to we're not going to look at that. <laughs> and this week it was I don't know what else to say, but life changing. I went and saw Taylor Swift in Nashville this last weekend. <sighs> I don't know what else to say other than it was life-changing because yeah. that's, I don't know. I'm going to nerd about Taylor Swift for a second because that's who <laughs> I've listened to Taylor Swift for mm, 10 years now. And so wow. I've followed the narrative for so long that it was very surreal to be like, Oh, that's her. Like she's real. And so super interesting. And I think, I don't know, when you go to a concert, there's this feeling of like, this isn't real. You're like, that's not a real person. You're like, that's the person that made the songs I listened to. And so that was really surreal, especially thinking back to like eight-year-old me in the back of my dad's car listening to Love Story. Like, that's her. That's them. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's a common thing or if that's just me, like, like being way too emotionally invested in music and artists. But, like, it's surreal. And I get emotional at concerts. I do. So that was interesting. The worst part, though. Well, all right. I'll share a little bit. Nick is not here. It was his 21st birthday on Friday. Congratulations. Congratulations, Nick. Happy, Nick. Birthday. Happy birthday. So that's great. But we... So parking at a Taylor Swift concert, as you can imagine, is hell. And so there is a reserved parking that we did not know existed. And it was full. We could not go get that. So we were like, okay, brilliant idea. Let's park at the airport and then Uber to the stadium. Big brain. Big you can brain. get an Uber so easily at the airport. Dude pulled up in like two minutes. We were like, bet. Con we got there. Concert was great. It was really long. We were, got there at, it started at 630 and ended at midnight. And so we're leaving the stadium and my phone is at like 25% or so. I did not bring a power bank. That's my bad. And so trying to call another Uber to go back to the airport. This is the first time I've ever used Uber because I don't go to the city at all. And so... No one is no one is available and no one wants to drive through traffic to come get us. And so like an hour passes by of us trying to get a ride home. <laughs> and we 
eventually get this old lady who's like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic, Sonny. Like, I'll get, I'll like, I'm still coming. And I was like, thank, I think her name was like Ethel or something. So old lady. We love Ethel. <laughs> we stand Ethel. And she was, she was fighting that traffic for us. Okay. She was good on her, but I'm sorry. Ethel did not know where she was going and oh. I was tracking her and she was like driving in circles and <laughs> and I, and you can message your Uber driver and it was she was like I'm stuck in heavy traffic I'm still coming and I was like thank you ma'am <laughs> and so at this point it's like 1 in the morning and I'm watching her go in circles my phone is at like 8% and I'm like it's just me and my sister and I was like hey I need to call Nick because, like, my phone's going to die before she even gets here. It said she'll be here in four minutes for the last 30 minutes. And so I called Nick and I was like, hey, who's the best 21-year-old friend in the world who's going to come get me from Nissan Stadium at 1.30 in the morning? (laughs) And so him and his mom came and picked us up. We get picked up at, like, 2. And it was just like... I want to go to bed. So we, I ended up going to bed at like 3 a.m. and then got up and drove home the next day. And so, you know, we live, we laugh, we learn, we love. I am never using an Uber again. It's not worth it. It's too expensive. It. That's my experience, essentially. Ethel, Ethel tried her best. She did her best, and I and I love her for it. She tried, but yeah. I also we have our movie competition going on. Nick is not here; he can't. So I'm not going to update you on my numbers. But we're trying to see who can watch a hundred movies first this year. And so I want Colin in on this a little bit. Say, do you have a tracker of how many movies you've watched this year? I do. I'm a I'm a letterbox snob myself, actually. Oh. Let's see. Do you have the... What's the... Isn't the, like, letterbox diary tell you? I think so. Or do you have to count? Oh, that's not fun. Um... Let's see. Yeah, that's getting into 2022. Yeah, last time we checked, including rewatches, I was at 45. That was the last time we checked. As of... May 10th, 2023. I think I'm at 53. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, you see, once finals started, I couldn't, I just didn't have the time to watch movies. Valid. Besides Jojo Rabbit, I watched that with you. I Um, broke this man. He he was, it was a metamorphosis after he watched this movie. I, you know... Jojo Rabbit, it did something to me. I don't know what. I don't know if I, I'm just a changed man, and I'm I'm looking for the Blu-ray. So um, if anyone finds a good deal, let me know. But you know, I have to ask before we before we go into our main topic for today. I want to know some of your favorite movies. Your Letterbox top five. Letter. You're a Letterbox aficionado. I would oh, say. Yeah. And so give me give me a taste of like your favorite movies and what that what that looks like yeah absolutely um 
So I like to divide my movies based on objective value and like subjective enjoyability of them. And so for like objective, I would obviously put films like Lehane and Come and See and Parasite and other just cinematic masterpieces like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Jojo Rabbit, of course. Um, but as far as rewatchability goes, I don't know if you've seen Come and See, but I'm I never want to watch. I never want to watch that film again. I think everyone should watch it at least once, and that's good. See. Why I bought it on Criterion, I'm not sure. Um, Wait, it's this, oh, is this a Russian war movie. It's a Russian anti-war film, and it's the most nightmarish film you'll ever see in your life. Oh. It'll put this some hair actually, in the chest. This actually looks horrible. I would never watch this in my life. It was number one on the Letterboxd Top 250 for the longest time. And I think really? this uh, Spanish miniseries about the couple guys and their dog has been number one for that last little bit. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> as far as like my more subjective um, favorites that... I just enjoy and I could watch a lot more than other films. I would say Dead Poets Society is one life-changing film. Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Puss in Boots. I've seen yes. it four times now. Yes. <laughs> I will die on that hill that it, that is the second greatest animated movie ever made. Into the Spider-Verse takes number one. Okay, um, okay. I can see that opinion. I think that's valid. It's It's so good. I mm. it makes me cry every time. I don't know how a movie about an animated cat makes me cry, but it does. We're not going to talk does. about it. I remember <laughs> I remember <laughs> seeing that. I've seen it in theaters twice. And I own the Blu-ray and have not watched it on the Blu-ray, but my Canadian relatives bought me the Blu-ray as a gift. <laughs> and so Oh, it's so far. I would get it, but it's so far. <laughs> I it it also says it in French under the title because in Canada the secondary language is Fran is French. And so it's like Puss in Boots the Last Witch, but then it says like La Chatte Polyete and I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. Like they could say something completely different. But that's, that's fantastic. My first, my first French film is Puss in Boots, so <laughs> <laughs> I need to get you on Lahane. I also Lahane. You see, criterion. this is Colin is here because anytime I don't know what I want to watch, he tells me what to watch, and it's always really good, or it's really traumatic, and we have a laugh about it. <laughs> so <laughs> we watched anyone adults in the audience. If you've seen This Is the End oh, with Lord Seth Rogen, I pray a hedge of protection over anyone <laughs> that has seen This Is the End because. It's so funny until the very end when it gets very demonic. It's terrible. And we, we watched that movie. Together. We were like, uh-uh, no way. <laughs> so we scrubbed through the last 30 minutes. I also watched American Psycho with you, which was, you know, also, also traumatic. And an experience. How have I seen more traumatic movies with you than anyone else? I... That's just what I'm here for. I, I provide a good time, you know? <laughs> You're always always there. Anyway, any other other subjective favorites before? I'm, I'm quite a big fan of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. 
It has yes. a fairly low rating on Letterboxd, mm. which is tragic. Um, I think it just inspires me and gives me so much life. And mm-hmm. every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm going to fly to Iceland and <laughs> skateboard down a mountain, even though Amazing. I have terrible balance. <laughs> it just, it, it inspires me so much. I love it. I think Secret Life of Walter Mitty has underrated visual effects, too. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much it's just it's so good it's so good that was on our um underrated movies episode amazing highly highly recommend watching the secret life of walter Mitty if you have not seen that recently so anything else is that is that pretty much your your is that your top four yeah that's my top four right there uh for now it it changes interstellar is once there uh Mm. massive fan of that movie still the Dark Knight and Into the Spider-Verse kind of popped mm-hmm. in and out and everything everywhere all at once. I watched that movie 10 times in theaters. I, can't. I knew I knew it was going to win the Oscars the second <laughs> I finished watching that last year in March. Mhm. Mhm. No. Yeah, that is I a friend of the show the Genre Geeks where we love them. They were talking they talked to me about that first. That was where I first heard about it. And then I was like, okay, well, they've, and they talked about it so highly that I didn't even like try to go see it in theaters. I just bought the Blu-ray. And so I was like, it has to be that good. Well, it was also out of theaters by the time the Blu-ray was out. Anyway, and I bought it and I said, they were right. It's actually that good. It's a masterpiece. So I still have, I, I think you are one of the bigger A24 fans that I've ever known. And I still have the pack of googly eyes that you gave me yes. last <laughs> So I I actually wanted to wear I have an A24 hat. Uh, I joined their membership and you can only get it through that. But I it's I couldn't find it. It's somewhere in my room. So I have to sad. dig and find it. And I attach googly eyes to it right at the top. I have that's googly eyes a... on my Alexa and just googly Ugh, eyes everywhere. That's such a film bro flex. Is like no one else but a film bro would be like the A twenty four hat. Oh my god! <laughs> so another note I wrote is that I wanted to see Guardians of the Galaxy three before recording this, and I didn't get to. And I could have gone and seen it last night, but I was running lights for a play, and it ended at nine, and I could have gone to the nine forty five. But I, it was going to end at like 12.30 and I wouldn't have enjoyed it because it would be so late and I'd be falling asleep. And so I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So we will not be talking about it here. But I want to very bad and I will see it very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I also, I want to go see Bo is Afraid. I Me- do. Oh. I'm I'm debating. I think think it would be traumatic, though. (laughs) Well, then we should watch it together because that's how we bond, you know. It's you know this is how we me and Colin trauma bond over movies (laughs) that no one should watch, (laughs) and you know that's what else is being a film bro other than trauma bonding over movies no one should watch, and that's on church. That's on church. Okay amazing so right here i asked colin i said hey i need a guest what do you want to talk about and he said i want to talk about 
video games you grew up with? And I said, bet. So, been a long time since we've talked about video games. I'm going to pull up exactly the last episode we talked about video games because this is more of a movie show. But who's to say that we can't talk about some video games? Because I love video games. Nerds love video games. It's in the genre, guys. It's here. And so, also a little context. This is like childhood video games. I was born in December of 2003. And so, I'm a little baby man. And so, if anyone... Is listening and they're like oh my gosh I feel so old because these kids grew up with Mario Galaxy and I was 20 when that game came out well it's probably because you're old so <laughs> I hate to break it to you but I'm 19 and living my best life and you're probably old and sad so <laughs> so sorry the truth hurts I'm just kidding no <laughs> so essentially if these because last time we did an episode called childhood shows we got like made fun not made fun of they talked about it on another podcast and they were like i feel so old and i was like yeah i'm sorry like i'm sorry i'm young i'm trying to relate and it's hard but here we are with the childhood games we both have lists it's gonna be really fun and really good conversation colin hit me with your first game while i find the last time we talked about video games (laughs) yeah absolutely um so a little background uh, to preface this, uh, I come from yes. a pretty sheltered, homeschool, kind of granola-ish family, um, and so video games were kind of a no-no for a while. Not um, the they, my, par- <laughs> my parents thought it would rot my brain, um, but we had a very special day for video games, and that was only on Saturday, where we were allowed to play games, and it was from 8 in the morning to 12 uh, noon, and my sister and I would always play lego games on the computer and she would be to be the the was d side and i would be the arrow key side uh like oh, in the number PC. pad yeah for pc yeah. Interesting. um so we didn't have a console um and we'd always play lego games and i think the most fond memory i have is lego star Wars: the complete saga yes just yes. goaded game when i couldn't play video games i would just look at the box like the 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 case for the game and just ogle at it i was so obsessed (laughs) and this was back when my sister and i were so small that we could both sit in one armchair like side by side and Mm -hmm. and and play the game on on one keyboard and eventually we upgraded to like pc plug-in controllers those those were fun um so very fond memories of that um we played all of the lego games like complete saga i think the next one that we got was lego indiana jones amazing game Um, amazing iconic the next one was probably lego batman um we just worked our way up through all of them so we also did lego batman 2 um marvel's avengers that's the only game i've ever 100 percented but it's marvel's lego avengers and the open world in that is just, it's crazy. I have probably 600 hours logged onto that game <laughs> where my sister and I would just play around in the city. Like, it's yes. it's a fantastic game. Okay, was this Marvel's Avengers or the Lego Marvel Superheroes? Lego Marvel Superheroes. I There think, you go. Thanks for the clarification. Go. There's um, two. And the Marvel yes. Superheroes is ten times better than the Avengers. Yes. I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> no, not at all. 
And then, I think we stopped buying Lego games for the PC around the time that Lego Batman 3 came out. Mm -hmm. We didn't get that one. So kind of like up to that point, we got every single game. But I have the most fond memories of the ones that I mentioned. Yes. So Specifically, yeah. Lego Batman. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you can continue. <laughs> okay, sorry. By all means. <laughs> uh, uh, Lego Batman just had some of the hardest levels in any Lego game ever, and that was something I wanted to go into a little detail later. But Yes, please. Yeah. So, Lego games, I literally wrote in my list, I said Lego games, and then did sub-list of all of the Lego games that I love. And so Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is up there. It absolutely is. That is in... I feel like that's in the top three best Lego games. It has to be. It's number one. It's it's Is it number one, though? I have to come back and think about it, but <laughs> for now, that's my answer. For now? Okay. I, pers- I personally have a different number one. Personally. So... Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is up there. We also were super into Lego Indiana Jones, even though I had... So, this is kind of a fun story. I wanted to watch Indiana Jones really bad when I was a kid. And so much so that little passive-aggressive me would buy my dad a a DVD copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark every (laughs) Christmas to be like, oh, now we can watch this together. And it was the same DVD every year that I would repackage and be like, oh, now we can watch this. And then when I was like 14 or 15, we actually watched it. And then I watched their faces get melted off. And I was like, no, you're right. I should not have watched that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my Indiana Jones history. And Lego Indiana Jones was how I consumed Indiana Jones without without being allowed to watch the movies same and so same. this is the most homeschooled podcast you will ever listen to <laughs> but it, it it's a good game it is and i have a specific memory from one of the levels of lego indiana jones where there is a spiral staircase okay and that stupid spiral staircase i think it's in the second movie in the, one of those levels, there's a spiral staircase where the 3D world of the Xbox 360 version, at least, was not very user-friendly. And it was impossible to get the right angle to go up I the know stairs. exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's no rail. And so you have to very carefully go up the stairs because... The 3D world, like the cam, that is the thing about Lego games is a lot of the camera angles for the 3D world and the older ones are like atrocious, terrible. So, it that that is my main memory. I also remembered the girl characters in Lego Indiana Jones could scream and break glass. Yes, and yes. they also ha- all have their own like different kind of potions that they throw. Yes, yes, <laughs> and they they were like. I remember the girl characters were more nimble too. Like they could jump further. Double jump. Yeah. They could double jump. That's what it was. They can double jump. And I remember like being really young and being like, I cannot believe I have to switch to the freaking girl character <laughs> to double jump when men are superior. <laughs> I was like, 
I thought men could jump higher. And, the, and they always and had the little, like, like flower no, pad. They're, like, the girl characters are more nimble. And I was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> and I understand now, but 10-year-old misogynist me was just not not having it. <laughs> bad, bad misogynistic bad. I'm okay now. I'm better now. <laughs> I, no, I did. When I, this is total side tangent. I... When when we went to Taylor Swift this weekend, I went and I stayed at Nick's house because they were closer, and we had breakfast for his birthday. And it is then at this point that my sister Sam, she was on the show at one point, told him that I was a misogynist because I wouldn't let her drive home. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, it's gentlemanly to offer to drive. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. I had to share that. Um, Lego Star Wars. Did you not 100% Lego Star Wars? Because I absolutely did. <laughs> there was one challenge minikit. You know the blue ones where you had to like collect all 10 minikits in like yes. a certain amount of time? There's one minikit on the Tatooine level, the Junlin Wastes, that Specific. we were not unable to get. So we got 9 out of 10 on one challenge level on the Junlin Waste, so we had 99% of the game, never was able to get it, and we didn't have the internet at that time, so like, we right. look up, or right. like YouTube to look up how to get it, and so we were just lost, we had no clue where it was. Wow. Wow. That's tragic. <laughs> it's so tragic. I think, which, I have a similar story, we'll come back, we'll go back in a minute too, but lego star wars has some of the most surreal bonus levels if you've ever played them there is a i feel like old lego games felt like they needed to add an extra something and so there is a level in lego star wars where it's a giant city not even star wars themed it's literally like a lego city set giant city and you have to destroy all the houses to collect enough studs to reach like the million studs. And it's so out of place. Like Lego I Indiana Jones has it too. I which one has it? Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones has that one too. I did not Indiana Jones was not one that I wanted to one hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> and okay. so I never went into those bonus ones, but you know, Lego Harry Potter years one through four also has it. It's super surreal, super weird. And Lego Harry Potter years one through four is my personal favorite Lego game. And I will tell you, it's because it is the most broken game you will ever (laughs) play in your life. It is so entertaining because nothing ever works it looks like it was rushed out in 2010 with like a week to make the graphics are awful and the levels make very little sense but there's also a giant open world to play and you go through all of hogwarts you go through like diagon alley and all these like like the main i'm not a harry potter fan i don't know what the words are i just like the lego game so it's you get to learn all the spells and all the and it's like a really well complete game but it's also just fit entirely with the most entertaining broken physics of any game i've ever played 
And so, to give you an example of this, me and Sam played this, and we got to, we wanted to 100%. And so we did all the mini kits, all the levels, all the everything, all the bonus, all the everything in Hogwarts, all the everything. It took over a year. And we, wow. we played like almost every night for over a year. And we were like, okay, we're at like 99.8%. Like what's left? And there's a mini kit in one of the levels from the second movie that glitched into a wall. Ooh. And we were physically, like literally incapable of getting 100%. And we could see it. It was just too far into the wall. Oh. So after a year, there was this one, 99.8%. Oh. And we were like, oh, this sucks. And so we started a new save file. And we spent the next year and did it all again. <laughs> and we got the freaking 100%. And we did what? it. Two years later, we have that, 100% on Lego Harry Potter, years one through four. That is That's dedication. We, we, we were both just so injusticed by that one mini kit that we were like, it's going down. We did it again, 100%. The only thing I've ever owned up to in my life. You know what I think is an underrated Lego game is Lego, is Lego Lord of the Rings and Lego the Hobbit. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just about to talk about these. Yes. Um, Please. So I actually, I want to I pop in real quick here. Um, I don't know how I forgot Lord of the Rings. Um, quick side note about the Hobbit is I never actually played that one all the way through because I bought a bootleg copy from Japan for a dollar off eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and the disc was so weird. It had this weird like papery texture feel like mm-hmm. someone like, cut off and like taped it to the top of the disc. And so it just glitched out too much and we didn't play it. But Lego Lord of the Rings, that song, when you have the- um, the, It's like the, the mithril uh, like staff. Or whatever. Yeah, yes. the, the, when the, the, the little mithril orb that just makes yes. everyone dance. The, the Rohan song goes so hard. It does. And then I just remember like Sam's little dance, like, like all yes. the hobbits. Oh my it, goodness. Is it's, that the one where he's like, release the river. River. The river. The river. <laughs> it's so right good. Oh, no, would, that's good. The whole squad gets boogie bombed and then like, I, so good. I would oh. just like leave that on and just jam in the background and like walk away and do something else. Yes, yes. I've gone back to that song on YouTube multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so good. I think I ended up 100%ing, or at least getting close to 100%ing that game. And then another one I forgot to mention is Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. Which is such a goaded game. And I had no context for any of the films except the first one because... Mm -hmm. I was allowed to watch the first one, but after that, my parents were like, it's too scary. The fish people are evil. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna scare you. So when Lego That's games valid. couldn't talk and they just had like the mumble dialogue and yes. then like the weird pictures and yes. like dioramas, I did not understand what the frick was going on mm-hmm. because it's the like, parts of the Caribbean is such a convoluted story. 
with so many plot twists and turns, you can't convey that to a nine-year-old through dioramas and, and mumbling. Right. And I was just there for a good time. I had no clue what was going on, but, you know. Come on. It was a good time. It is a good time. I think, I think, and we'll move on from Lego games in a second, but this is mainly the games I played growing up. So, back in the, I think the downfall of Lego games is removing the mumble dialogue. And Mm. I know some of, I may be wrong about this. I think in the new Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga, there is a setting to turn the mumble dialogue Mm -hmm. back on. And I feel like Lego games now don't, they kind of miss the charm for the sake of the story, if that makes sense. Mm. I think they are so, they're very focused on making sure that the story is portrayed well to where you lose kind of the fun in it, if that makes sense. I think like even the, the Avengers one that we talked about earlier, like, using the audio from the movie makes it more cinematic in that. But I also don't think, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that was one of those, mm-hmm. like we weren't, that's not why we're here. I'm not here to watch a Lego version of the movie. I'm here. Like if I've, e- I've either seen the movie or I don't care to see it. I just want to play the game. That's where we're mm-hmm. at. So yeah, this is Lego Lego game is the ideal way to consume a story, TBH. <laughs> so, with mumble dialogue. With mumble dialogue. And, you know. Quotation marks that I'm making with, with my, my claw, claw hands. hands. It means I don't believe you. <laughs> Amazing. We had an episode scheduled to talk about all the Lego movies, and I think we just, it just got lost in the shuffle, and it happens to the best of us, but I still want to do that. So, moving a little bit away from Lego games, I'm going to reel it, like, turn turn the dial back to my young, young years, where I played the absolute mess out of some freaking Webkins. Let me Bro, tell I... you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let, let me, me tell you something. something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Webkins, to this day, to this day, underrated. <laughs> that is such Good. a good game oh my gosh i love how excited you're getting but yeah i just (laughs) so let me hold on oh you still have yours this is the webkins i bought two years ago okay (laughs) two years ago (laughs) so his name is yeehaw and he's a howdy horse okay don't don't talk to me about webkins if you have a free account okay don't at me (laughs) i need to buy a new one because my account just went into um just went into the free version because every time you buy a pet the you have a year of a paid account and mm-hmm. so context anyone that doesn't know webkins was a huge deal in the early 2000s where you could buy the stuffed animal and with it was a code and then you could put it into the online game with it was like an adobe flash game and so you could put in the code and then play the pet in the game. And so it was like, it was essentially like physical media, like the mixing of physical digital media in its early age, like before Skylanders or Disney Infinity or like any of that. And it was just legitimately a great game. And I had, fantastic. I had 
over 50 webkins i kid you not my mom let us buy way too many but <laughs> it was also i was also like very difficult to buy gifts for and so anytime i latched onto something my mom told my entire family that's what they can buy me and she still does that that's why i have so much ratatouille memorabilia because i was once I made that my favorite movie, my entire family decided that's what they can buy me for Christmas. <laughs> so amazing. Webkins, though, right? <laughs> Am I right? It's it's goaded I, to this day. To this day. I still quote. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Curio Shop. shop. Hope, Hope you find, find what you're, what you're looking, looking for. for. Yes. Hope so you find good. My gym of the day. It. Oh my gosh! So if you know what's also here, amazing. Shut up! But I don't care. He's not here. We're talking about webkins. Continue. <laughs> the 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 like the sub section of webkins with just like the hamsters and the balls, and you could like make your own little like tubes oh my gosh. and like roll your ball through them. It was amazing. Dude, I loved it. Amazing hamsters is amazing hamsters that was it it's yeah. so deep into my subconscious <laughs> i did not i had like 10 of them i really did and Man. i built i built all these courses but i remember my favorite course that i ever made i didn't know how to name it and so my favorite course I ever made was called my course underscore one <laughs> and <laughs> it it was just you I remember the waterfall room from the Maze and Hamsters so clearly. So good. It this it's so niche, but it's it, so it was such a core part of my childhood. Mhm. Mhm. And the arcade in the Webkins universe is essentially what I played for because it was like 30 45 like mini games within the game that could have been their own games like home before dark i used to rank in the kins cash on home before dark <laughs> and then the wheel of wow you got to do your dailies you hit the wheel of wow you hit mm -hmm. wishing well too mm -hmm. and then you roll your spree dice mm -hmm. and you go to the curio shop you mine for the gym of the day um weird flex mm -hmm. i have two crown of two crowns of wonder and i only i'm two gems away from a third crown of wonder so wow i want you to know that i never found a gem in that mine ever <laughs> really <laughs> in the in the three years i played that game i don't think i ever found a gem <laughs> i just hit the stalagmites every time that i think and this is this is like so deep into the webkins lore did you play Dicekins? <laughs> I don't remember. This is like, like, I didn't remember any of this stuff that you're talking about, like Wishing Well too, yeah. and like how it was called Amazing in the Water Form. I didn't remember any of that until you like brought it up. It, so it's it's deep in here somewhere. I don't think I, guys, how many subscribers before we get a Webkin stream on the YouTube channel? <laughs> it's going down. And they have new webkins now, and it's garbage, and it's, it's mm. just, it sucks. But ten, like not even ten, like from ages of like seven to I think like fifteen, really, I was obsessed. And I think I just look back fondly now, and I'm like, this is fun, and I can play with my younger siblings, and they enjoy it, and I still enjoy a lot of those games. And so, it's just, it was, 
It was the place to be. We had a Christmas tree every year that we would put all our webkins on, and we called it the webkins tree. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. It 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 this deep into my subconscious. That was very that was yeah. very influential for me. <laughs> I probably got just as much playtime out of my actual webkins than I did like with online. My sister yes. had a whole fantasy world with oh our gosh, yes. their webkins called Stuffy Land and that's that's a whole that could be a whole other episode Stuffy someday, Land. but Dude. the lore goes deep. Sometime I need to show you the Google spreadsheet of the Lego characters that my family made all together. Cause we had <laughs> literally over a hundred characters that with like i told them their names who played them like gender where they worked where they were from (laughs) and i have a spreadsheet of over 100 characters and so wow i feel like the best stories that were ever created was seven-year-olds in their bedrooms like like if you so true if you watch kids play like the narrative is there (laughs) And I did this all the time. Like, the most epic battles happening, with, like, with my Lego characters and with my mm-hmm. stuffed animals. And it was a huge deal. So, that's super... Stuffy Land is so tender. I really like that. <laughs> okay. What's next? What's on the list? Um, I was going to briefly talk, because there's, there's one game I think we're both really excited to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But I want to we'll get to that. that. I'm just briefly run through a couple of stuff i had um i don't know if any anyone else listening grew up on one more level.com or like ninja kiwi it's like these adobe flash games and so i was a big fan of all those flash games and of course mobile games like fruit ninja Mm -hmm. jetpack joyride hill climb you guys know those reels where it's like pov you had a golden childhood and it has that that song in the background it like lists all those games. Uh-huh. That, that was me, word 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 for word. <laughs> word the, like for the word. song and everything is like I can lift you up. No, the running ground. I know that we'll be safe and sound. Yeah. I, dude, I destroyed some doodle jump. Let me tell you, <laughs> doodle jump, uh, cracked. Hill climb was my jam. Jetpack joyride up there. Temple run. It's over, guys. I'm the mm. goat at Temple Run. I played every version of Temple Run. Oz, Temple Run 2. Mm. Um, Temple Run 2 is probably still my favorite. Temple Run Oz was kind of weird. <laughs> what other ones did they have? Dude, freaking Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Dude, were you an Angry Birds nerd? <laughs> I was. Angry Birds Space was probably my favorite. Oh, amazing. Angry Birds space just the just the default Angry Birds I could like destroy those levels that was my that was my iPad baby phase was <laughs> me destroying every single level of Angry Birds <laughs> oh yeah oh and Minecraft PE like I wasn't super into it but mm-hmm. I I did play I did play we'll get to Minecraft in a minute but yeah, those mobile games. I didn't even consider that when making that list, but I used to be super into mobile games. Oh yeah. Uh, I also I wasn't like a lot of other people who grew up on Nintendo, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. I just had a brief experience playing Smash Bros and Mario Kart at mm-hmm. other people's houses. What I grew up on was at my god family's house playing Call of Duty and Halo. 
starting at the age of like 11 when i was allowed to like sit in and watch him play mm-hmm. we would just we would just play halo and do our own custom settings with like 5000 percent gravity and run around with the gravity hammers and like zoom across the map oh. flying everywhere that's too good it's amazing i was and i think black ops allowed. 2 is black ops 2 still the best one still the best one i just wasn't allowed to play <laughs> and so i don't know that doesn't sound very granola of you to play black ops 2 <laughs> it was only at their house it was, we god forbid we ever had that in our own household but oh, they course. wanted us to have fun and so and they didn't want us to look like the lame kids so i i'm thankful for my parents for that i i appreciate that that's good <laughs> i have played in my life still to this day have only played a call of duty game once and mm. it was at a friend's house and i think i was 14 or 15 and i played it there and i i just had this wash of guilt because i was like <laughs> i'm not supposed to be playing this like oh my god like there was like this little bit like a little splash of blood and i was like oh my gosh oh and so i just i was so i was just a loser and so i really <laughs> was just like guys this is too much for me i really can't because it wasn't even that bad it really was not like there wasn't like insane blood or like th- sexual themes or anything it was just like being the guy with a gun i was like i, I can't do this guys i'm sorry <laughs> and i just like that had like the worst anxiety of those like i'm sorry mom i didn't mean to play call of duty <laughs> and so yeah um now i probably wouldn't even play now tbh but that's just those realistic war games are not my thing but a Mm. lot of people have big nostalgia for those games yeah so that's really funny to since i won't bore you with my nintendo games for too long mario galaxy Mm -hmm. goaded mario galaxy 2 even better hot take mario galaxy 2 is better than mario galaxy and I got Mario Galaxy 2 as a reward. So <laughs> Mar- at one point, my family had come home from like our small group or whatever. And this is the most like Christmas movie thing ever. But my dad was like, well, you guys have just been really good lately. So I wanted to buy Mario Galaxy 2 for you guys. And I was just like, thank you, Father. <laughs> thank you. I have done Father well. And I... I'm pretty sure he wanted to play Mario Galaxy 2. <laughs> so he bought it, and we're like, yeah, you guys have been really good. So I destroyed Mario Galaxy 2. Um, our Wii was, like, my baby for a long time, and that was my jam. Mario Kart Wii, goaded. Um, people don't like playing Mario Kart with me because I win, and so that's that's not a flex. It's just the truth. And so <laughs> I also... Dude, the Wii games, like the Wii games of like Wii Fit, Wii Play, Wii Sports, Wii Music. Wii Music is so underrated. We still play that. It's so fun. I've never heard of that. So, yeah, they Wii Music was they had a set of songs and you could build a band of up to six people. And they showed you the, they like showed you what to play, and it was just crappy motion control of like you hit it like this, and then your character strums a guitar. But like 
any any sort of rhythm game that I could consume when I was like 12. I was like, this is the peak of existence. I and love rhythm games. Dude, I, before I started playing real guitar, Guitar Hero was my jam. Rock love band. Guitar Hero. How did I not put this on this list? Shoot, dude. All right, hold on. I forgot that. I forgot that too. That's a whole other oh, can dang. of worms. I could go about that for an hour. So the... The main Wii game that I will touch on here is Super Mario World, which isn't even a Wii game. That's an NES game. So that's an NES game that I had on the Wii, and I have 100, like, completed Super Mario World from beginning to end at least eight times in my life. I was obsessed with that wor- that game. I don't know why Super Mario World, that was so specific, but demolished it, and I love playing it on the Switch now. So good times, good times. But man... Guitar Hero and Rock Band? How did I not so put that good. on here? I had and still have maybe 10 of those games combined. I had a lot. And my my favorite was Guitar Hero 3 because it's objectively the best. And mm. Guitar Hero Van Halen was okay. Guitar Hero World Tour was really good. But Guitar Hero Aerosmith was where I spent most of my time because my mom has always been into Aerosmith and she liked to like, she was like, well, if you're going to play a game, at least play a game with good songs. <laughs> she, good songs with Aerosmith. And we, she took the game away when I started picking up on some of the lyrics and I was like six. Oh. <laughs> and... So six-year-olds don't need to listen to Aerosmith. Moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> but man, were you good at rhythm games, or did you think you? I'm were cracked. Good? Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was I was really good at the drums, and that's mainly what I played. The mm. guitar kind of stressed me out, especially when you start doing like the orange and the blue key as well. Could not do that. Yeah. And yeah. then. My friend had the microphone too, and little little squeaker like eight year old Colin one day got in the mic, and I decided then and there I'm never going to sing again. He said, "You already know who it is." Yeah. <laughs> I said, you already know who you it already is. Know who it, is. <laughs> it, it was bad. It, man, I I was mainly guitar. And we, I played some drums, but please come to my house and play rock band with me for the love of God. I still have all the stuff. Let's do it. Please. Oh my gosh. I, Gavin can come and play. Yes. So good. Mm. Oh, no, I want to do this. Hold on. (laughs) I, let me tell you some of the songs on those like lego rock band is probably one of my favorites lego i forgot about that bro had a goaded soundtrack had like elton john and like all these pop punk hits that i was like dude this is good (laughs) oh man anyway good tangent i forgot about that (laughs) we love good tangents i before so we have one game that we've discussed beforehand that we want to dig deep into and we have one more to bring up before that i want to ask what your experience with minecraft is Mm. okay so before i became 
more of a console gamer with a big game we're going to talk about. I sunk a lot of hours into Minecraft. I started playing when I was about nine. I remember the very first time I saw Minecraft, actually. I was playing with my Lego um, Alien Invasion sets. Yes! Um, oh my god. Very obscure theme, but I love it. And I look over my shoulder, and my sister's playing this weird game with blocks and, like, weird intersecting lines everywhere. And it's, like, very cube-like. And I'm like, what is this? And so my sister explains it to me. I'm like, that's boring. I'll go back to playing with my sets. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm playing this game... I'm nine years old, and I'm hooked. I yep. love it so yep. much. I pretty much just play on creative mode and blow things up because I don't know how to actually of course. play. Of course. <laughs> to, to this day, that's still what I kind of <laughs> do. Um, I'll, I get a little stressed out in survivor mode. Um, never beaten the Ender Dragon. Mm. Never even gotten an Ender Portal before. Like, I just, I don't try for that. I just, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a simple man farming. <laughs> no, I. I can kind of relate is it's like there's this that's I think that's what's so great about Minecraft is you're not you can go defeat the dragon and that's kind of that's cool you can go do that but I really prefer the more peaceful life of like I just mm. want to live in my house with my farm and my animals and have some dogs and like just build a little civilization and so Literally. Minecraft for me is probably the most influential game I've ever played and mm -hmm. Mainly, not just because it, not just because of the game itself, but because of the outlets that that game led me to, where mm. it. So I found out about Minecraft because I was super into Rubik's cubes, and I still have all of my Rubik's cubes in here. Sometime we can go over that. That's a whole nother thing. I was on like Rubik's cube YouTube, and so I would like like watching these videos and then when minecraft got big the rubik's cube youtubers that i watched started to play minecraft and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh that's so cool which to let you know how big of a loser i was <laughs> i was on you rubik's cube youtube and i learned how to play minecraft from that and so my dad got it first he was like let me try it out before i let you play it and then he got hooked and then I got hooked with him and then Sam got like we all now my entire family like plays Minecraft together all the time. And so that's amazing. we, cause that's, that's the main thing about video games is like, we've, I've really gotten mainly into games that my dad wanted to play because so mm. that that was something we could do together and we'll get into that in our next game. And so like, he really only wanted to build castles. He did not want to do anything else but build castles on hills and <laughs> stuff like that. Some Sometime we're going to do a world tour of my dad's old Minecraft world because there is, like, an underwater city before sponges were even a thing. And so we filled it with sand. We mined an entire desert, filled our giant glass box with sand, and then mined it all out, and we have an underwater city. And it's like what? some of the most insane builds ever have been through him, which is just ridiculous anyway. Um, but it also the Minecraft YouTube scene kind of helped. It let me explore what I wanted to do with a video, which is what I'm doing now. And so I was a wannabe Minecraft YouTuber like everyone here. 
and I thought that was the peak career was to do Minecraft YouTube, and I still kind of think that. Anyway, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> but I had a Minecraft like show with friends, and we did over fifty episodes. And I edit and it just like it got me into the practice of like editing and recording and setting up recording times and making a narrative like by the third we had three seasons and by the third season we intertwined a narrative within our let's play. And it was wow. like, I still have some of the cutscenes we made. There was a whole story and there's a script. It never finished. We never finished it because we kind of got old and outgrew it. But, like, there's a whole script of the whole narrative that we were going to do in Minecraft. And I need to watch these. Hmm? I said I need to watch these. Yeah, yeah, I can show you. They're, like, really crummy voice acting and, like, all this, <laughs> like, it It was bad. But now I look back and I'm like, dude, that's what I'm doing now. I'm, like, scripting out another short film right now. But I was like, that's what I was doing when I was, like, 13. I just didn't know it because it was in Minecraft. And so I think that creative outlet really helped me. And that's why I'm very, that's why I'm a little more pro video game than like other people. They're like, it just causes violence. I'm like, that's another conversation. I just know that this creative game helped me be more creative than I've ever been. And that's Mm. really all that I care about right now. And so that was my, that's my Minecraft story. I still love Minecraft. I think me and Nick have talked about doing a Minecraft stream pretty soon. And so I think it'd be pretty legendary. But yeah, that's my that's my Minecraft story. I don't want to get too sentimental because I'll cry and, and I don't cry <laughs> on podcasts. But never again. Not again. So yeah. Anyway, one game. We've been holding out on y'all. Been holding been holding on and I don't I want to have enough time, which we don't really have a time limit, but I also don't want to be here for three hours. So one game, and this is what sparked this entire episode idea, was we both were so into Star Wars Battlefront for the Xbox. The tw- is it 2016? 2015. 2015. 2015. Yes. Um, tell me about that. Like you go, you go first, cause I like. Okay. I'm ready to dive in. I'm very emotionally attached to this yes. game. It is in like, it is part of who I am. It's part of my upbringing. It's why I have the friends that I have. Like it's, it's deeply influential in my mm-hmm. life, and it's what began my whole like video game journey of being like really into them. So, I remember when the trailer dropped. I'm already the biggest Star Wars nerd of all time at this point. And I see this game. And I, I already fairly like shooter games. Like, a good bit. Mm-hmm. And it's a Star Wars shooter game. And I've played the original Battlefronts too at this point. I love Battlefront 2. And the graphics are the best thing I've seen in my entire life. And mm-hmm. I begged and p- pleaded on my hands and knees for this game. Come Christmas time. I open up a brand new Xbox One with Lego Dimensions and Star Wars Battlefront. To date, this is the greatest gift I've ever gotten and changed the course of my entire life. Wow. I have played the living daylights out of Star Wars Battlefront. I think I have about 2,000 hours on that game. And I think 
not to toot my own horn or anything. <laughs> I was one of the better players ever. Ever. In that game. I was cracked. I'm 11, like, not 11. Probably 13-year-old me is the best gamer I ever have been. Mm-hmm. I, I peaked at gaming. I could have gone pro. <laughs> it's just... I would have parties at my house, Battlefront parties. That's how I got so close with all my friends. We would play Battlefront outside with our Nerf guns and, like, duct tape weapons. Yes. Like, it was peak 7th grade, 8th grade. Battlefront era is still, like, the peak of my life. I look back on it fondly. I've literally cried with one of my friends uh, thinking about that time and just, like, yes. how good and simple life used to be. Like, it was just amazing and Anyways, we'll, 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 I, I, I would love to talk more about it, but that's yes. my experience with it yes. and, and what it means to me. So, Jackson. Yes. I, man, I'm so glad this is a shared experience because I can pinpoint, like, I think one of the best days of my life, one of, so far, <laughs> I'm going to... I've already I already sound like a loser on this. Anyway, I'm just gonna one of the best days, like just just in the sense of I don't like I just felt so much peace and I felt very like this is good. Was my family lived in Seattle at the time, and we were moving, and so my entire family it was just me and my dad. The rest of them flew to where wherever we we flew to Tennessee, and my dad and me were going to drive the moving truck from Seattle to Tennessee. And we did. And it was great. It took a week, but that, so I had like, like five days where he was still working, but the rest of my family was gone. And so it was me, like, I think it was 13, 13 year old me in this big house alone and nothing but me and the death star DLC because it came out the day they left and i think maybe 13 hours straight i played the death star dlc even though it wasn't near my favorite dlc because the best bin is objectively the best dlc in star wars battlefront no outer rim are you an outer rim fan i'm an outer rim and death star guy i just don't fly i'm not a flying game guy and so the Death Star forcing you to fly was not my favorite. Mm. But I just like this is another thing like my like my dad really liked it and we weren't this was the only the only shooter game I was allowed to play because it was Star Wars. It wasn't mm. like actually like World War 1. It was like oh it's Star Wars. You're not going to confuse this with reality. Like this is fine. And we like th- even the offline like the survival missions me and my dad have like three starred every single mission on every single map twice. And so yep. when we're like, b- when it's just us and we're bored, we're kind of like, you trying to hop on this indoor survival map? Like, let's just freaking oh, go. Yeah. Dude, that's just, that's just some of my best memories. Like, especially because we were in Seattle and that was just for a year. And that is some of like the best memories were in that one year. And, like, just playing that game, like, it just brings me back. And I wish the online Mm. was more active because I'd still play it. But it's just kind of hard to find a server. But, man, I I also, and I can show you this later, too. I have clip compilations from when I played um, Battlefront. 
I wish I still had mine. Dude, I still have them all on the PC at my house, which is where I am now. But I still have them all on the PC. Next time you come over, I can show you. But I had, anytime something cool would happen, I'd press the Xbox button and I'd do the record mm-hmm. last 30 seconds. And then I yep. would put them into compilations on the computer. And I thought I was peak existence. Like, I was like, I'm the, I'm literally the best Star Wars player, Battlefront player ever. And so yeah. that that's another thing is it was another creative outlet that, like, pushed me to go do that stuff and so it's just between the quality time the aesthetic it turned me into the star wars fan i am now and so because i wasn't Mm. really like a huge star wars fan until that really triggered it i think and so that's kind of my experience is that i just it's just very sentimental i agree with that so yep yeah i really became it also sparked kind of the the humor that i have today or like how I got to the humor because I would watch like top 10 moments or top 10 kills of the week. Yes. Tommy T triple nine battlefront videos. Kills of the week. <laughs> Let's go. And, um, the guy who won kill of the year, actually, I was joined his clan was infinite potatoes. Um, and his dad is called rogue potatoes. And I also played with him too. And it's amazing. They're, they're both Xbox gamers. And anyway, that's a whole tangent. I mean, what I meant to say was I also watched the Battlefront funny moments. Yes. And with, with my two best friends. Yes. And that's kind of where our humor began. And we would just yeah. quote that all the time. People thought we were, like, crazy. And I distinctly remember, like, a couple YouTubers, like, Moose Butter. Moose Butter. And, or uh, Two Moose for You. Dude. Bombastic. Jongo Fett. Like, mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. those YouTubers that did the Battlefront funny moments. I And I would also watch, like... Um, like this other guy, I forgot his. It was the thing's name was like Cryptic Legion, or whatever. Yeah. He would always get heroes and do crazy kill streaks. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was immersed in the Battlefront YouTube scene. Yes, same. And I made a couple compilations myself. Unfortunately, they're on my Xbox, and I sold it and got a PS5. But <laughs> that was a good man. I have though. some, <laughs> I have some goaded clips. Like when I tell you, I was crazy at this game when the the death star dropped and bosk came out mm-hmm. let me tell you there's one death star game i ended 438 and oh i never dude. died dude. i got the slave one on the first era got like 42 kills got bosk in the second second event got another like 320 kills or something dude. didn't die Dude. Ended the final phase with Darth Vader's Tie Fighter. Got another like thirty-two kills. Just, just, just white. Just, decimated. just decimated. I was, dude. I don't unparalleled. Think... Sorry, you're cutting in and out on my Discord, so I don't know when you're stopping talking. So continue. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I'm, I'm done now. Yeah. Okay. I, I was not. I didn't really like playing heroes as much. I was more into. I just wanted to do pulse cannon trick shots. That's Same. all I wanted to do was like mm-hmm. jump pack, spin around. Like, I don't care if I got two kills and we lost the game. I just wanted to nail those trick shots because I was a try. Oh yeah. And so oh, yeah. I, I was really good. I was not, you were probably way better than me, but I, I thought I was pretty good and I got, I got like, 
I felt no greater satisfaction than being number one on that team board. And I was like, let's freaking go. And then they did the top three thing and my profile mm -hmm. picture would be up there. But it actually wasn't. It was my dad's profile picture because I played on his <laughs> account because he was the only one that had Xbox Live. And so it was like, like whatever dad. And I was like, yeah, that's me. That's me, man. That's me. <laughs> and so I also, anytime, sometimes when I wasn't, playing at my best i used sometimes sometimes you just have those days and you're like i'm playing really terribly right now i would get some really mean xbox messages from people that were like mm -hmm. put down this game old man and i was like i'm like 15 <laughs> but it looked like i was playing on my dad's account and so it looked like i was like 40 i was like dang my bad <laughs> that's so sad um, goat yeah goat i mean so yeah, something I wanted to I mention is when you're talking about the the DLCs mm -hmm. is um the Outer Rim DLC. The reason it's my favorite is just Extraction is the best game mode okay. ever in that game. And the Scatter Gun, as many times as I've died to it and I hate it, I get twice as many kills with it and I love it. And it's just it's so cheesy because you can one shot pretty much everyone in the game. You could like two shot heroes to the face with it. And it could go through shields. Like, it's yes. just gnarly. It, yes. I I see that point. I think Bespin and Outer Rim are the best. And then it goes, and then Scarif. Scarif was fire. Yeah. But, I don't know. Death Star may have been better than Scarif. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think Extraction is the best mode next to Walker Assault. Because I just... Mm -hmm. I played the mess out of Walker Assault, let me tell you. When I got the AT-AT as the Empire, my orbital strikes would be, like, legendary. Like, I never kills. played vehicles. I, I couldn't. I was so good at the orbital strike. And then I would get, <laughs> like, the hero token because their hero system was so broken. And you, it like, if, terrible. if you found the hero token, you got it. Like, that's you. And I'd go in as, like, Nine Nub or Bosk. Or, like, none of the lightsaber characters. Like, it had to be infantry. Mm -hmm. And, man, I destroyed some of those some of those Walker Assault games. And I just... That's just the thing is, like, online, offline, like, community, in the, into the YouTube deep stuff, like, my family... Like, overall, it just was just a great experience. And I mm -hmm. think... Like Battlefront Two couldn't capture that, and no. it just didn't. And I don't. I I could go into so much more depth about why, but Battlefront Two just does not have the same memories for me, and no. it had the potential to and didn't. And so I I still think Battlefront Two is a decent game now, but playing being in Battlefront Two when they would change the progression system every other month. I was like, dude, I'm not playing this right now. And so mm. Battlefront, when they released that game, they released a completed game and then added to it. And that's how it mm. should be. Instead of now, the common trend is you're like, it's either a battle pass or they release a game and it should have been released six months later and now updates are coming out to make it a playable. <laughs> Jedi Survivor. So... <clears throat> Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, man, man, anything else, or is that? Uh, I just, I just wanted to add on that, uh, you're right, it's just Battlefront 2 yeah. could not capture 
uh, just the charm of the, of the first one, and they tried so hard to fix all the issues that people had with the first one, but I still enjoyed how the first one ran. Like, yeah. the point system to get heroes and other infantry, I didn't like that. No. I liked picking up the tokens. It added a whole lot more randomness and then excitement when you finally got it. And it just, it was not as clean. It didn't run as crisp. The movement was so clunky in Battlefront 2, and the aiming was so clunky. Like, just the first one is so smooth, so bright, so charming, so fresh. Just everything mm-hmm. about it ran better, and I love it. Yeah. No, that's true. And I just, I wish that the servers were active so that I could go and play a game of Extraction again in its full glory. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get a full team now, but offline is still a great time, even though I've never wanted to throw a controller across the room more on <laughs> the, oh gosh, which one is it? It's like the, the sulfur one. Um, uh, Celeste. Celeste. Man, yeah. I we played that on like Expert, and like those Shadow Troopers were invincible. They're terrible. Awful. But man, we got those three stars, dude. We always did. I'd be running to drop pods with my jump pack. Dude, good times. So good. So good. Well, unless you have anything else, I'm ready to wrap up. Good. I think that's it. Amazing. Amazing show. Good job, everyone. So good. Walk down memory lane. I don't know. I'm... I'm just a very sentimental person. And so when like we talk about these kind of things, I'm like, aw, that's so sweet. That's so cute. <laughs> so I really, I really appreciate these conversations. I appreciate you for coming on here and talking with me. We'd love to have you back soon with, you know, Nick is here, but he's out playing. I love that. Though. It would be amazing to have you back, talk about movies or something. It'll be great. Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nerdiest Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast. There'll be a poll in the description if you're on Spotify so that you can vote. Maybe even a question, poll, whatever. I'm not the one that uploads that stuff, so it'll be there, and you should look at it. Leave five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube at the Nerdiest Podcast. And subscribe here so that you can listen back on episodes, on f- listen for future episodes. Colin. Thank you so much for coming. It was a wonderful Thank episode. Thank you for having me. Of course. We would love to have you back soon. And we will see you in the next episode. And until then, uh, bye. Bye. Bye.